At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bass Sounds Fishing Podcast, where we are constantly trying to keep our thumbs ripped up. Tonight, got a pretty special episode. Got Marvin, Mobbin Outdoors from up north. Going to be talking about the Native Watercraft Tournament coming out here to Lake Berryessa. Really exciting that Native Watercraft chose to come out here to California. Can't wait to see how that event goes and wait to hear the details that Marvin's going to share with us tonight. Also got Scott Savko, the champion from uh, this past weekend up at Lake Pardee for the California Bass Nation Series. Cannot wait to see how he broke down that lake. He caught a giant smallmouth, and he just had a really incredible day. He caught over 90 inches, and I just can't wait to hear him break down his key to success out there at Lake Pardee. But um, a couple housekeeping things. Um, can't wait to go up to Dale Hollow. Uh, at the end of this month and fish the, um, shoot, I'm having a brain fart, uh, fish the paddle and fin event out at Dale Hollow in Tennessee. Me and my wife are going to be flying out there. If you guys are interested in that, make sure you guys go ho- head over to Tourney X, type in paddle and fin. And if you guys are in the surrounding area, come out and join us. It's going to be an incredible two day event at the East Port Marina, um, out there at Dale Hollow. So if you guys want more information about that, just go ahead and head over to paddleandfin.com and there's some information over there as well. Let's see what else we got going on. We got KBF trail event coming out to Roosevelt here next weekend, I believe. Uh, Looks like there's about almost 40 guys signed up. So if you guys are interested in going out to Lake Roosevelt and fishing with Bryce Gibbs, and I think Fluke Master is going to be there as well, uh, go ahead and hit up Bryce Gibbs from Arizona, and he will point you in the right direction for Lake Roosevelt coming up. Uh, We got Lake Oroville coming up for Yakabass. We got... SoCal Kayak Anglers having their uh, membership drive down at Lower Otai. They have over 60, like 62 anglers signed up right now for Lower Otai, which is an awesome turnout for them. I'm really excited to see how that goes. Unfortunately, I got to play dad mode this weekend, and my kid just started T-ball, so I got to be that T-ball dad out there in all my professional baseball gear with my Oakleys on, watching him hit bombs. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to um, going to that with my son, but best of luck to everyone out there at SoCal Kayak Anglers this weekend. 
and can't wait to see how that all turns out. There's a lot of new faces, which is always awesome to see some new anglers hop into the scene. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. We got the Delta tournament coming up here in the next couple of weeks, March 26th, 27th for the ABA. I think it's going to be an absolute slug fest is the term that I'm using right now. Um, talking to some locals around there. I think it's going to be an incredible time to be on the Delta March 26th and 27th. Uh, power fishing, chatterbait, punch, maybe some spawn fish. I think it's going to be a really good turnout. So looking forward to that event as well. But that's pretty much it. Uh, other than that, going fishing this weekend, heading over to Lake Paris for a couple hours this morning and just going to go fun fish. But other than that, let's bring on uh, Mr. Mobbin Marvin Outdoors. What's up, Marvin? Hey, thanks for having me, bro. <clears throat> yeah, dude, no problem. You know what's funny, dude, is I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but I would say two or three years ago, maybe, dude, your YouTube was like on fire. And like I used to watch your YouTube channel, bro, and like it got me so hyped to go up to Clear Lake. I feel like you were like for NorCal, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Greg Blanchard does a lot of content, but like, dude, you were pumping out some good content. And I just want to say, like, dude, like you kind of lit a little bit of a fire underneath myself uh, to produce content and then also to kind of just like fish these major events. Cause I know you're fishing KBF back then and you're, mm -hmm. you're doing you know, a lot. And I know, unfortunately, you had a little bit of an injury recently, mm -hmm. which kind of kept you off the water. But man, before we dive into that, welcome to the Bass Stones Fishing Show. Um, Thanks, I ask Alex. every guest this, I ask every guest this that comes on. Do you ever look, I know it's been a little bit since you've been on the water, but when you were on the water, did you ever look to your wife or your friends or anything and brag about how ripped up your thumbs were all the time when you're out there? Dude, I will take pictures and send it to you. <laughs> yeah, you would, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I, I would hashtag it too, you know. And yeah, I would yeah. put it in my stories. Hey, check this out, bro. Keep your thumbs right, bro. Just, Heck yeah. From Clear Lake, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the fish story yeah. that doesn't lie. Yeah, dude. like and you... a, yeah, and that, that was a time where yeah, my fishing was on fire, and unfortunately, um, I, I got a new role for my work where it prevented me from a lot of time on the water and i feel bad for that because i was pumping out those videos like crazy yeah and a lot you know just life took 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 over and you know yeah, it just it took happened. me away from all the water yeah yeah for sure well dude tonight um we have you on the show for a, a little bit of a different reason than we have most guests on the show but you're wearing the hat you're rocking the gear uh you have one of the sickest native kayaks you know around and you're on the team and native let's pop this up really quick native is coming out to california for their big bass power hour let's talk about it dude you're going to lake berryessa how, how did you get involved in this how did they hit you up like what give us a little bit of a story dude well uh i've been on native's team for quite a while since 2018 and um you know they hit me up because i as one of the most active uh pro staffers out here Besides uh, Greg Blanchard here in NorCal, and asked me to, you know, if they want me to go ahead to join this project over here, want to revamp a series that they had in the past, the Titan series, but something a little bit more different, uh, a different format where it would allow anglers from every different skill sets to win a check in the um, tournament. And we, we came up here to Big Bass Power Hour. So basically, it's kind of like an MLF uh, format where um, there's no limit. You catch as much as you can, but the drawback, um, the, the cons is this, that we're only scoring 
14 inch fishes because you catch a bunch of 12 inches, man, it's going to be a long scoring day. Dude, I love it. When the <laughs> ABA was putting together the Iron Man series, I was like, yeah. what do you guys think about 14 inches? They're like, no, we can't do that yet. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Like, let's get that 14 inch limit going, dude. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we all agreed on 14 inches. And yeah. at the same time, we're also catering to uh, a group of anglers out there that want to compete against the big dogs out there. Because, I mean, some anglers out there, they're just not really skillful to catch limits. But when they're out there, I mean, they catch big fish out there, you know? Yeah. So if we can attract anglers out there that, you know, a recreational angler that can come out there and win a check um, and, and have an opportunity to do that in every hour, you know, yeah. why not? So um, we're paying out based on here, the payout. Let's, do, let's yeah. do this right here. Yeah. So it, it just take a look at the 100 anglers that just joined in. Um, yeah. We're going to pay out uh, bass for every hour. It's an eight hour format, a thousand bucks. Yeah, I think you guys are gonna hit. I think I think a hundred anglers are showing up. I yeah, think they're gonna show up. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful because yeah. Barry in April is fire, bro. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, and also we're also gonna have a um a payout format for people out there that have um the most inches, which is the daily no limit. Okay. Yeah, and on top of that, um, we're also gonna be giving which, away three boats. Yeah, dude. So. All right, let's 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 just back up a little bit, okay? So, yeah. you saw the payouts, you know, like if I'm going to this event, bro, I'm throwing the eight inch, I'm throwing I'm throwing big baits, I'm trying to catch a big fish, no doubt. Especially every okay. So my question is for you: So, can I win eight thousand dollars if I caught a fish every every hour? That yes, was the biggest can. fish. Yes, wow. Can. And then how do you? And then how do you win the kayaks? What is, what are the kayaks like? How do you win the? So kayaks? we're um, still talking about that because okay. we want a, everybody to have an opportunity to win a kayak. Yeah. And not only by that's competing. Right, right. Um, we want to be able to. Uh, so will it maybe be random or something, or maybe like a drawing, or no. If you want to know how you're gonna win this tour, um, these kayaks, I suggest everybody to join our group, <laughs> the Big Bass No Limit Facebook group. Yeah, um, because uh, it's going to be different for everybody out there in every in event. And right now, I don't want to discuss the details. Please yeah, join the group and we're going to yeah. release the information on how you can win those kayaks. But we're giving out three of them. And right now, what I have coming in from Native is we're going to have a Slayer Max Ooh. pedal drive. We're going to have a, uh, a Native Slayer pedal drive. Ooh. And we're also going to have a Native Falcon 11 inch. Nice. Uh, so we're going to have three That's kayaks so to give sick. away. That right? is awesome, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, dude, for and the entry fee is a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. <laughs> so for a hundred bucks, and we get a hundred anglers, mm -hmm. someone could literally walk away with like, let's just say, you know, kind of realistic. Someone can literally walk away with like three grand mm -hmm. plus a kayak mm -hmm. for a hundred bucks. <laughs> and if they can't out there, they can win <laughs> a placement and the daily moment. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, so, so let's see. Is there any other details that you want to kind of talk about? Because that was that was, my biggest question for you was like, can I could you win multiple hours? And now it's yes, the answer is yes. Okay. Yes, so that's that, that was my biggest question. But let's talk about let's talk about Berryessa in April because obviously, you know, I've I've never been to Berryessa, unfortunately. I I really want to go, but um and unfortunately I'm not gonna be able to make this event, but I'm gonna do everything to promote it because I'm gonna be in Dale Hollow, which I, it ran on the same day, so it, it sucks. But I wish I could be there with you guys. But 
Barry S in April. Talk about that. Barry S in April. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it, you know, at, at one point, it's basically an opener for the Yakabas at one point. And everybody will go over there collectively from every parts of California and make it a big party scene, man. And we go out there and we just enjoy a lot of food. You know, we're big socializing. And then at time, turning time, everybody's just battling it out for the inches. Now, Lake Berryessa in April, um, at that time, I, sp- I specifically chose this time because of the, the, um, the spawn for the shad. Yeah. The spawn and the shad are everywhere. If you can find a spawn shad, what happened is that the um, the feeder fish, the bait fish, the shad, they would go around and you'll find these big bait balls, right, on your finder? Yeah. But they're on the shore. And they're short. If they're on the shore, they would go on the shore and just like just do the spawn thing on the shore. And you will see this crazy, <laughs> this crazy thing that's been happening on the shore. Like it's, it's just a little bit of a little boil. Okay. So you the first boil. bait, the first bait that comes to my head is a waffle uh-huh. plopper. <laughs> hey, will that be gotta, a key? You gotta figure out what's gonna where they're gonna tr- trigger them because when that spawn happens and that that they're they're spawning on the shore, yeah, you can bet that big fish are waiting on the outside of that shore to get those uh those shads to grab them. Now, whopper poppers is one of them. Um, what's another underspins, crankbaits, you Spinner throw bait. that spawn spinnerbaits. Yeah. I mean, whatever that, that little chat spawns look like to those big bass, you throw at that chat spawn and okay, you're okay. gonna be So let's 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 make a prediction right now, okay? Right. You heard it here first, ready? So right. Marvin, how many fish do you think a one angler is gonna catch? Because we've never seen that really out here in California as far as like a MLF style. So how many how many fish do you think one angler will submit during that event? And by the way, it's a one day event, right? Huh? Yes, yeah, so okay. it is. So how many fish do you think, bro? Call it out. Oh, man, in just shots, shad spawn season. I mean, I, I in 2020, where I had a shootout, I, I landed maybe around 21, 22. And um, there are all legal sizes. There was no dinks. <laughs> so you think someone could break 20, no problem. Uh, someone will break 20. 20, uh, 20 fish. 25th. Oh, without a doubt, bro. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, and if you're gonna find a good, a good chat spawn out there that's, that's gonna be popping off, I mean, I wouldn't doubt you're gonna catch 40 fish. Wow. Okay, I mean, so I what's your prediction, so. Marvin? Say a number right now. Come on, I'm putting you on the spot. Say oh a number right gosh. now. Oh, as far as inches, I don't yeah. know because this is no, not, not inches, just say number of fish. Like okay. how many fish? Okay, I'm gonna say 35. 35. Okay, there 35. you go. Marvin says 35. Okay, 35. now the next question. Um, biggest fish, what will the biggest fish be? And is there a prize for the overall big fish or no? Um, well, we have the big fish for every hour. Yeah. We haven't had anything for the big fish overall. Um, but we may Maybe that have... might be a kayak. <laughs> that could be something, you know? I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I'm throwing that out there. I'm going to put that in my parking lot right now. Yeah. I'm going to put that in my parking lot right now. So what do you think the overall big fish will be? Oh, I'm gonna say the overall big fish is probably gonna. Um, I'm gonna say 22 inches. 22 inches. Okay. 22 inches. All right. So it's, 35 it's, fish, it's, it's, 35 fish, and mm-hmm. 22 inches for the big fish. You guys, you're not gonna want to miss this event. The bite's gonna seems like it's gonna be on fire. 
you're going to be able to catch them a variety of different ways pretty much and i think it's going to be a great time you're going to be able to win thousands of dollars plus kayaks i mean for a hundred bucks like why would you not be there other than be in tennessee during that weekend so (laughs) i'm dude i'm so upset when i saw the date i was like no Oh, man. <laughs> it is what it is. No, but I know a bunch of my buddies are going up there. So I think you guys are going to have a great turnout, dude. Yeah. We have to show out for this. Let's show Marvin some love and Native some love for coming out here. Thank you. And let's throw up 150, 150 anglers. Why not? Let's just throw it up there, dude. Wow. We saw it. We saw <laughs> it at Clear Lake, bro. We were close at Clear Lake. Let's, let's throw up a big number, dude. Come on. Come on, California. Let's show out. Right. <laughs> and you I'm don't have to live in California, right? Like Arizona, no, all these guys no. can come, right? No, he don't have to at yeah. all. But this is the only event for native in California that's going to be popping off right now. Yeah. Um, we do have other events that's going to be popping off in the uh, up north. And that would be in Washington State at Port Holes Reservoir. Nice. Uh, my buddy, um, Amar Forte, is going to be throwing that event. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com That's awesome. Well, man, um, do you have anything else that you want to add to it? Like any last details or anything else you want to throw in there? No, I think we squared away everything over here. I'm just happy to see my buddy out here, uh, Scott Scott Safka, is going to be coming on. Yeah. That guy's yeah, that guy is, is an amazing angler out here. And I'm glad to be sharing the same podium with him right now. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to hear his story. But Marvin, dude, thanks for you know being, you know, putting in the work to make this event happen. You yeah, know, I know it takes a lot of work. You do a lot for the sport out here. Thank you. Last week you were judging fish. You know, even though you're on your or do you want to talk about that? I know you, you got hurt recently and, and when can yeah. we see you back on the water? When can we see you back on the water, bro? So soon, um, I recently had shoulder surgery uh, back in fall. And before that, um, I busted my knee. I'm just having, I'm not getting any younger right now. And I've been doing some dumb stuff outdoors. That's just, just, I'm catching injuries out there. And I got, I I got, I got chill (laughs) because (laughs) it's taking me away from the water right now. So um, my surgery. You got to stop mobbing outdoors, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my surgery went well, and um, it 
my my healing process is going faster than usual, and I'm hopefully, I don't know, maybe you if everything goes well, I may be able to be in a kayak just to mess around um, in April second at the No Limit event. We'll see. Awesome, dude. We'll, see. well, um, if you guys are interested in signing up for the Native tournament, it's on Tourney X. Just look up Native Watercraft. Pretty simple. Also, mm-hmm. if you're from California, what is the Facebook page one more time again? It will be a general base, uh, Facebook page, uh, no limit, uh, native watercraft, big bass okay. hour. So, and I'll go ahead and link that Facebook. Um, text me the link so I don't Thank forget, you. and then yeah. I'll I'll link the Facebook in the description of this episode, and then we'll share this episode there so they can hear a little bit of information about it. And dude, thanks so so much for coming on the show, dude. That was that was pretty fun, and I'm sure we'll have you back. Maybe we'll have you back on with the winner. How about ah, that? Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. That's right. awesome, man. Because there's going to be a winner, and then there's going to be like eight winners. So maybe we could just have all eight guys on. Because I think we can have like ten people on this thing. So maybe we'll just have everyone on. We'll have a party. <laughs> we'll have a party. <laughs> Speaking of party, yeah. Let's uh, let's bring uh Scott Savko in here. But Marvin, thank you so much, bro. If you guys aren't following Marvin already, it's at Mobbin Outdoors, right? Underscore. Yeah. Is there an underscore in there? Well, just Mobbin Outdoors, both Mobbin on Outdoors. Instagram and on um, YouTube youtube awesome bro well hey keep your thumbs ripped and uh i'm gonna hop you off and bring scott in here so thanks man for sure all right have a good night later bro all right so let's bring on mr pardee himself scott savko (laughs) hey how's it going shane aka that savvy angler what's up dude oh man i'm just getting pumped honestly listening to marv talk about uh like barriessa because that's a fun lake and uh yeah that's gonna be a crazy event honestly that's <laughs> i mean you're gonna be able to find some spawn fish out there it's you, know, you get on some top water and oh my god Heck there's yeah, some dude. giants dude i know i when i literally saw the date i was just like are you serious <laughs> hey man I'm going hollow, to Tennessee. I mean, that's I gonna know. be that's gonna be fun that's yeah so the fun. paddle and fin is having a two-day tournament out there and they're bringing all the hosts out to fish it and stuff so like it was just like a once in a like you know like awesome opportunity but when i saw the native one was out i was like dude same weekend yeah. but anyways bro um i just realized in your instagram handle that savvy anglers has to do with your last name right yes sir <laughs> okay sure that's pretty clever bro that's pretty clever all right so hey congratulations on your on your big victory out there at lake party um you got the trophy behind you by the way i know that mr juan nunez makes those trophies so yeah, he does an incredible job. That is a sick trophy and something that all of us want to grab out here, especially from California. Yeah, it actually it lights up too. But I think uh, Mister Juan Nunez uh, yeah. got the actual cord to make it light up, so he's yeah, he's yeah. going those out. <laughs> I uh, oh shoot, I talked to I talked to Juan after the event. He had a little bit of a rough a rough go out there, but um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Juan, if you're listening, but you'll be back out there, buddy. But anyways, uh, honestly, it was it wasn't the bite wasn't wide open or anything, so it was tough unless you like found the right right spots. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and we'll we'll dive into it in a second. But first, Scott, welcome to the Bassons Fishing Show. Appreciate thanks you joining us me. tonight. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for thanks for hopping on with us. So. One thing that I kind of allow, you know, everyone to do when they hop on the show, especially for the first time, because it's the first time we've had you, and I'm sure it might not be the last based off of your last performance, but uh, why don't you just talk a little bit about who Scott Savko is and 
another thing that we really like to hear too is like what kind of kayak you fish out of and how you fell in love with kayaks fishing or bass fishing in general so go ahead and just take the floor man yeah yeah scott safko yeah uh, yeah so i'm from uh i'm from southern california actually um i'm from this little town in the middle of nowhere uh called ridgecrest california it's just east of lake isabella i think you may have heard of that lake or fished that lake yeah. before but so tiny town um got a job after college uh up in petaluma uh, I'm, a, I'm a geologist so i was working for this environmental geology company and that's where i kind of really like started learning how to bass fish. Um, I had no idea that bass fishing was even like a thing. Like it was like, I didn't know people did it professionally. All I did down South was up in the Sierras, um, doing trout fishing up in the streams and those lakes up there. So once like I moved to Petaluma, moved to that area, uh, I started looking around for, for lakes and everything and found out that, okay, like basically everything around here is bass fishing right on, you know, I've never really tried to bass fish before. And so that's kind of where, that's kind of where like I, I started falling in love with it. Just that addiction of like going, just walking the bank and like with, with plastics, with like little crankbaits, like just like the, the yeah. looking back on it now, just the, the weirdest things, uh, yeah. just like the weirdest I techniques. totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'd go out there with one rod for, for everything, you know? And yeah. I would look at people like on the lake and they have, they'd be in their kayaks or their float tubes or the boats and they'd have, you know, eight rods. I'm just like, why do why? they need that many rods? Like that does yeah. not make sense. I'm good with my one, you know? Yeah. Um, but I eventually ended up buying a float tube on Craigslist for like 70 bucks. Let's go. And, uh, started fishing out of that. I think I fished out of that for, I don't know, a year, year and a half. There you go. And, uh, met one of my good buddies, Chris Wilson, and he, I met him on the water. Uh, he was fishing out of a PA, a Hobie Pro Angler. And we started going. A little, little to, different, like, a little different than a float tube. Yeah. Yeah. He can kind of, he, he was scooting around the, the ponds quicker than I was. And then we went to Lake Sonoma one time. And that was kind of like the difference. That was kind of what it was like, okay, I, I need to get something like that because we'd cross the lake. He'd get there and I'd get there like 30 minutes later. And he'd be like, oh, hey, bro, there's no fish here. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, I got to go back. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I got my. And when my, you float uh, tube, you got to, you got to, you don't know where you're going because your back yeah. is turned to your direction. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's just, you're, you're. We're constantly so trolling. Much energy. <laughs> constantly trolling. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, basically uh, shortly after that, I ended up buying a, a, a 2019 Hobie Outback. And okay. that is when the real like addiction started. I mean, yeah. I was on the water two times every weekend. Like I was constantly, constantly going out to, the, you know, to these lakes, to these ponds and just trying to explore new waters. I remember hitting Clear Lake for the first time on that kayak. And I'm just, I was just blown away with how like, I mean, you're so in tune with your, like your surroundings, you know, you're on the water, you're, you know, half a foot below or above the water. And uh, yeah. it's just, cool being able to just yeah be like okay i want to go hit that tule point over there i want to go hit that rock pile over there like yeah so, so is that what you're still kinda, in is that what you're still in right now yeah i mean oh well, yeah i'm in the 2021 it's the same thing except the there's some more reinforcement because my 2019 like those models had some some defects to it so yeah I ended up getting a you know warranty but the 2020 yeah i hope you out back is that's man that's my vessel <laughs> i yeah, love yeah, it yeah there you go 
So um, is it motorized or not motorized? Yeah. So I just picked up, uh, I think it was October of last year. I picked up one of the Newport uh, NK180s. Nice. And I can't believe I've gone that, went that long without having to show the motor. Cause <laughs> yeah. How, how fast, after... how fast do you go on that thing? I'm sure that thing pedals fast for sure. Yeah. Like pedaling, like if I'm really trying to pedal and like, there's no wind, um, you know, without the trolling motor, I can probably get up to like four and a half, maybe push five if I'm just like hauling. Yeah. But with the trolling motor, uh, I can usually get up to about 5.2 miles per hour while I'm, I, I usually pedal with my trolling motor. Uh, okay. If I'm not pedaling and I have it on like 80% throttle, I can get up to about, I don't know, five, 5.1. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's okay. funny that you asked that because at Folsom, the last tournament at Folsom, the wind was at my back and it was howling. It was just blowing. And I'm like, I want to see how fast I can get on this thing. <laughs> and uh, I, I, six. I, oh, dude, no, I tried. I hit five, nine and I, it got a little sketchy, so. I'll say yeah. okay that's that's enough but yeah that, that having that trolling motor has been just a total game changer like everybody says um it just makes those long runs easier it makes your decision making makes you not second guess things so much oh excuse my cat in the background <laughs> he's, he's he's up there so there he <laughs> um, is but yeah just just makes the decision making a little bit easier on the water awesome dude well, that's really cool man so um Let's kind of let's kind of get into party a little bit because uh, yeah. I mean you had a, a pretty pretty incredible. How many inches did you catch again? I probably should have known that before, but you caught <laughs> over no, ninety. No, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, I ended up with ninety-one. Okay, so I'm gonna throw this up there because obviously <sighs> oh you God. caught a gigantic smallmouth. I think it was like a twenty and a quarter, or was it twenty and a half? Uh, yeah, it was twenty and a quarter. That's that's all quarter. I can get the picture to take. I could get it yeah. to stretch to twenty and a half, but I couldn't get the photo. So that is a giant smallmouth, especially for out here in California. From from what I understand, I mean that's a that's a big one right there. Yeah, it was pushing. I mean, it had a belly on it too, so it was pushing five pounds easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Scott, so when did you get out there? Did you practice? Did you show up blind, or how did how did it all pan out for you? Walk us through it. Uh, yeah. So the first time I, I fished that, uh, fish party was the weekend before the tournament. I went out there, uh, on a Saturday and just wanted to check it out. I mean, it looked like a cool lake. I knew it hadn't been opened for that long uh, because it's a seasonal lake. They close it, I think during the winter. Yeah. Um, so I knew it was a smallmouth lake. I was excited for it. I decided to, uh, I don't know if you, you're familiar with the shape of the lake, but basically there's like one river arm that comes in. And then it opens up to like an elongated uh, main yeah, lake. Yeah, I kind of saw so you have like a, a north bit, yeah. and a south. Yeah, so I decided I heard, to go ahead. Up. I heard there's like a giant mountain in the middle. I think I found it. I didn't know about that, <laughs> but I think I found it. <laughs> yeah, um, one one told me he was in the middle, and like out of nowhere, like literally, got like one foot of water. Yeah, it, it it's out there. I think I was on like the flank of it because okay. I was trying to go. Yeah, I was crossing the lake at one point and found it. I'm like, oh, oh this is interesting, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, but but yeah, so uh, that Saturday, the weekend before the tournament, um, I decided to head up river and just go check it out because on Google Earth, it looked really nice, looked really fishy. Yeah. And uh, I get out there and, you know, it was very nice. It was very fishy. Everything you looked at, you're like, that's going to hold fish. And at first I was like, this typical, is great, typical know? California. Everything looks right. Awesome. Right. Especially, Except yeah, especially there. like those Highland reservoirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so at first i was like yes this is awesome and then i started to kind of realize like okay this is you know it started throwing me for a loop a little bit because i'm like okay i'm not really marking a whole lot of fish there should be fish here i would catch a few here and there just like on a jig and a drop shot but it wasn't anything consistent and i just was breaking off a lot losing a lot of lures so uh towards the end of that day i think i'd only caught like three fish towards the end of the day um i went back towards the main lake a little bit and on my i run a garmin 93 sv and it has like the depth shading so like my depths from like 20 to 30 feet show up as pink on my map and uh, i saw this island offshore maybe 200 yards that had you know this nice it got up to like 20 feet i'm like okay just check that out before before we go back to the boat launch and saw a bunch of spaghetti in that spot on my graph. So I'm like, okay, this is the most fish I've seen all day. Let's try to catch them real quick and see what they'll bite on. And so I, you know, did basically, I just video game fished them up with a drop shot and caught like three or four really quick. I'm like, I'm going to start here on the tournament if I don't find anything else, you know? Yeah. Do you so, have, do you have live scope on that Garmin or no? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. I mean, yeah. it's, it's too nice to not have yeah um especially with all that money but yes how much how much money did you win it was 4k yeah Yeah. so i mean i could i could buy one or it could be like financially responsible and like maybe pay off a few nah dude just buy it just (laughs) buy it bro (laughs) it's not even like you're buying it bro like uh anthony garcia and all these other guys that were there buying it for you dude don't even worry about it (laughs) thanks guys appreciate it thanks guys (laughs) it'll happen yeah. Uh, man but uh yeah so like uh go you know it's getting towards the end of the day getting towards the evening and i started moving up shallow just to kind of work my way back to the boat launch and just a random drop shot cast up like i don't know five feet of water towards the bank and uh caught like a nice 17 and a quarter uh smallmouth so i'm like nice okay it's weird you know like it's just a random cast why is this fish yeah. here couldn't yeah. figure it out on the drive home i'm sitting there thinking like why why you yeah. know all I could think of was maybe it was staging to spawn or maybe it was chasing something because there's a lot of trout. They just stocked that lake with that weekend. I was there with 11,000 pounds of trout and 11, the weekend 000? of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. 11,000. 11, mm-hmm. Not 11. You should have seen the boat. You should. No, no. 11,000. Oh my God. <laughs> you should have seen dude, the, we the, get, the, we get uh, our lakes out here. They out put there. in 1100 and everyone's on the shoreline, dude. I can't even imagine 11,000, bro. <laughs> oh, it was insane. Just, just seeing all the people by the boat launch, like oh, along the shore, just bank fishing next to Did each you other. catch any trout? Uh, on tournament morning, I actually caught one. Yeah. I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I ended up, uh, so there's an off limits period from yeah. like, Oh, basically like the Monday before the tournament all the way through Friday or all the way through Friday. And, uh, you know, it's official practice on Saturday. So my game plan for like practice on Saturday was to kind of stick to the main body of the lake and do a lot of traveling. I just wanted to see the lake. I like, I really like exploring lakes. Um, I'm a geologist. I'm a little bit of a nerd. So I like going around seeing like all the cool rock outcrops and just seeing things like that, you know? So which probably um, helps you a lot in the water. I, like you kind of know, like the I think it does biology like, of what's going on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like I just like okay, there's this this rock is angling that way, so underwater it's angling that way. Maybe the fish are set up on you know the left side of the rock rather than the right side. I mean, yeah, does it work? Hey, I don't know. 
whatever hey whatever <laughs> whatever advantage we can get right yeah definitely um okay sorry so, so yeah saturday morning or practice oh, you're morning good, you're good. practice morning yeah so practice morning um i got on them really quick i found this nice finger that was you know shaded pink on my map i'm like okay cool i'm gonna check this place out it was only like a mile and a half away from the boat launch so i was like it's relatively close i can get there quick and maybe i can catch a limit and so i get there and there's spaghetti all over the graph and i'm like okay cool so i throw out a drop shot right away catch it oh dude i think you're frozen <laughs> maybe it's on my end hold on oh there you are just oh, keep rolling back. through dude just keep rolling all right cool I can hear you. Uh, so yeah, I pull up. I pull up on this finger, and I'm seeing spaghetti all over the graph. And I, you know, throw out a drop shot, catch one right away. I'm like, okay, cool. It wasn't anything big. So I was like, okay, what else are they gonna bite on here? I didn't want to overfish it, but I was like, yeah. okay, let me throw the jig out. Threw the jig out and got a bite pretty quick. I'm like, okay, like this is this is my spot A. I was like, okay, this is the first spot yeah. I'm gonna come to, try to catch a limit, and go from there. And so. I left that spot and went towards the very pretty, pretty far South on the lake. And I was trying to find the same structure, the same features that I was just fishing and couldn't really find too many spots. Um, I went across um, basically to the, the East side of the lake of the Southern end of the lake. And I was trying to head towards this area where on my graph, it showed pink. So I was like, okay, that's what I want to see. But on my way there, uh, I ran across a spot on my, on my, fish finder that said it was 50 feet like on my graph or on the on the map but on my actual graph it was showing like 30 feet and i was seeing fish all over it so it's like, okay like let's see what we can do here you know <laughs> and uh those ones were a little bit tougher to catch i mean i was sitting there maybe 15 20 minutes before i actually got a bite and i pulled one up and i'm like okay cool like this this will be my spot b and by this point it's probably getting around one o'clock and I decided to head up shallow because the water started warming up. It went from like 51 in the morning to about 53, 54 um, in the afternoon. So I went up shallow, tied on a swim jig, and I just wanted to see what was, if there was anything roaming. And uh, come up to this really small mouth um, along a bank. It was just like this little cut that had this lay down going across it. Threw it a couple times across this lay down, nothing threw it out a little bit deeper and I'm kind of just sitting there looking away, reeling it. And all of a sudden just think, just, just lay it into one. I'm like, Oh no, like this isn't good. <laughs> and, uh, cause I knew it was a big fish. It had, it was peeling drag on my bait caster. It was, had me doubled over. I'm like, Oh crap. So, you know, I pulled it up and it ended up being like a, I think it was like a 19 and a half inch large mouth and it had shoulders. It was like, it looked like a clear lake bass, like hundred wow. percent, like a clear lake bass. And so what was, it was the water clarity? What was the water clarity like out there? Uh, when the sun was out, like, and you could actually see the bottom, uh, 12, 13 feet. It was, it was like pretty, pretty clear. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and on Saturday, the weather conditions, uh, you know, it was pretty cloudy. It was overcast basically the whole day. You'd have periods of sun popping out. Um, and then it actually rained on us a little bit too. Um, nice. so kind of helped the water help the you know visibility in our favor and the fisherman's favor um, so now you got like three different scenarios going on 
Yeah, I've got, you know, some deep water structure. I have this island top and then I have some shallow, like once the water's warming up. So I'm in my head, I'm like, okay. Perfect. Like like you said, like I got some scenarios that I could run through on tournament morning. And that's what you, that's the goal of pre-fish is to, to find those areas, you know, because you can't just rely on one spot because you'll come to here in a little bit when I talk about tournament morning, somebody may be sitting on that spot when you, when you show up. So, <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I went back to that, uh, towards the end of the day, um, I went back to that Island top. I ran across the weekend before and saw the fish were still there, caught one of them. I'm like, okay, that's spot C. This might be the spot I end my day at, you know? Yeah. Go back to the boat launch and feeling pretty good going into, into tournament morning. Um, but I do, I, I knew, the weather conditions were going to change a little bit. It was going to be clear. It was going to be colder to like, I think it got down into the thirties at night. So it was going to be colder to start the morning. But in my head, I was like, there's no reason why these fish shouldn't be there still. They're out deep. Like I, yeah. I could catch them, but they're still there. And so, yeah, uh, tournament that brings me to tournament morning and, uh, uh, lines our launch was at seven lines in was at seven thirty. So like we had the time, the sun was already up. Um, and I, we, you know, we launch, we do our blast off and I'm with, with this trolling motor, I, I'm usually in the front of the pack, which is great. I love it. It's, it's nice being yeah. able to just not worry about anybody taking your spot or yeah. showing up at the spot you want to be at. And, and it feels, so and it feels good to just go faster than other people. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's, it's awesome, man. You're, you're sitting there and you're just, you're, you're flying on a kayak. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to make a real, like, of like. Like let's just say Folsom, for example, when there was like a hundred kayaks out there, it'd be yeah. awesome to make a reel of like everyone taking off because in our minds we think we're like bass boats when we take off and we're, <laughs> we're literally going four miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> just just slow the reverse snails like out five, there in the bass ten, boats, Some guys over ten thousand dollar kayaks and we're like oh think we're so like you know <laughs> so sick and we just like take off and we're going four miles an hour. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and then you just get the bass boat that you see out in front just fly and you're like, yeah. oh man. Yeah, okay. yeah. Never. I mean, I'm fast, I'm fast in my own way. <laughs> yeah. And then the eleven oh three is going like six miles an hour. <laughs> okay, so that's where we're gonna uh, okay, so go basically ahead. like launch and I'm up in front, but the, the only kayak in front of me is Damien. And mm -hmm. Damien I think has the eleven oh three and he Probably. has a spot lock, but I don't think he was running a spot lock at the time. But, uh, so he's the only kayak in front of me. He's flying. He's like going, I don't know, six miles per hour. And like, so we get into like the main part of the lake where people start splitting off and he splits yeah. off to the right. I'm splitting off to the right. And he's out there. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe he's going to the dam. Like maybe he just, you know, hopefully he doesn't stop on my spot. Yeah. And we're getting closer and closer to the spot. And I keep seeing this kayak turn more and more. And I'm just like, no way he's, he's going to sit on that point. And uh, sure enough, we get to the spot, and he's sitting there, and he—I see him drop his bow mount for to, for spot lock, and I'm like, <laughs> no, like no, like the only person in front of me. And uh, so after that, I was just kind of like, okay, it was one of those like kind of moments where you had to sit there and you're like, okay, like regroup. What are you gonna do next? Yeah, that's that that can either make or break your day right there. Like you can either let that affect you, or you can, you know, just put your head down and fish. By the way, really quick, Scott, the fact that you just said a kayak guy was going six miles an hour with his rear-mounted motor, and then he gets to the spot and drops his bow-mount trolling motor, 
Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That is where our sport is at. We got we got two motors now, which I love that Bass or California Bass Nation, and I think Wild West too is doing two motors, which is it's just kind of cool to just why not? And if we uh, have the capability to do it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I cannot believe like we literally have that right now, you know? Like I still look at my motor guy and I'm just like, dude, I can't even believe I can spot like on a kayak. But like the fact that now like we have a an outboard basically and a bow mount like i don't i don't know what's next obviously someone's gonna do a torpedo with two power poles and then a motor guide in the front or something i i just don't know what's next like what else are we gonna i'm waiting for somebody to put two to put two like nk180s on their back like on, on the back of their kayaks just have two trolling <laughs> motors but oh my god i don't know if your the kayaks could handle it honestly you, you try to make a hard turn and you're getting, a dual outboard you bro. <laughs> yeah Oh man! With a bow oh, mount on the geez. front, <laughs> I, I, there's no yeah. way a kayak would be able to hold that now. Like, I, I mean, they're Dude. probably gonna, yeah, it's gonna happen. Something like that's gonna happen. Sorry, but just when you said that, I'm like, no one, no one's ever really heard that yet in the kayak world. Like, I saw a guy beat me to the spot with his back motor and then drop his, drop his bow mount, <laughs> drop his bow mount. Yeah, and. Of course, it was Damien, you know, the stick himself. It's Damien with live scope, so that spot is just gone. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I just, I knew he was like, okay, well, Damien's going to catch him there. Like, because if if I was catching him there, Damien's going to catch him there. Yeah, all right, go Um, ahead. Yeah, he's a stick. Uh, Yeah, no worries. Uh, So, you know, I kind of made, there was two, like, thought processes going on in my head. I'm like, okay, I can go to the island on, you know, my spot C from practice or I can go to my, which would have been closer, or I can go to spot, spot B on the South end of the lake. And I, I kind of just went with my gut feeling and went South because I knew there were going to be people upstream or up the, up the river arm. And I only had one spot up the river arm really. So what yeah. was my gut feeling, uh, showed up pretty close to my spot, um, about 10 minutes past lines in. So about seven forty. Um, I was heading to spot B, nobody else was around me, which was great. And, uh, I was probably about 200 yards away from like the, the area I wanted to fish. And I started graphing stuff, probably a, a few hundred yards offshore. I started graphing fish I'm like, Oh, okay. Like let's, let's see if we can pick a few fish off before we actually get to our main spot. And, uh, so that's what I did. I, I, I kind of just stopped the trolling motor and kind of tried to get directly over these fish and just put the drop shot on them. And I'll, I could actually, yeah, I'll show you real quick what I was throwing just with the drop shot, just a nice half shell kind of, yeah, there we go. Just That's a half a shell, like shad profile. 
Yeah, it's the Strike King. What is it? A Strike Queen? Oh, okay. Strike King? Half, yeah, half shell. Okay. And uh, just in the Prism Shad color, because I just from experience, I've had luck catching smallmouth on that color. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I ended up catching my first fish um, pretty quick. Yeah, I think I caught it. Yeah, it was a 13.75. So I was like, okay, cool, great. There's no skunk. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not getting skunked this tournament just because I had just fished Folsom. And that was such a grind to, to catch a fish. <laughs> and so I was pretty happy. Well, because um, you weren't throwing the donkey rig, uh, <laughs> double med rig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come oh, on, man. bro. Why didn't maybe, you know maybe that, that's dude? the key? Maybe that's the key in California. I'm gonna, maybe, maybe I'm gonna do, something. I'm gonna one up it, bro. I'm gonna do a donkey rig three Ned rigs because you could do three hooks in California. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's funny that oh man, that'd be good. You know, like those awesome, bait, man. you know, like those those bait fish catchers for like ocean fishing, they're like a wire and they have three yeah, little things. That stick up. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna do that with the Ned rig. So it's funny that you said that uh, because going into Folsom, I know this doesn't have to relate to Pardee. Uh, during practice for Folsom, I had a double drop shot rig and I was like, okay, okay, well, let's see if this works. You know, a hook, a hook, and then a weight. Oh, okay. And it's Folsom. So I quickly cut it off because I wasn't catching anything. But Dude, one thing I've, anyways, one thing I've yet to try, but I'm, I don't, I don't know why I haven't really tried it that much is like a drop shot with a net rig at the bottom. I think that's kind of like dope. <laughs> so it, my, my like, buddy's like Michael Alice, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it works because my buddies, Michael and Alice, they call that, it's funny, they call that the Scott shot because when I first met them, that's what I was, I met them on the water. That's what Are I was throwing. I was throwing a drop shot with a Ned rig. It works, weight, huh? And that's only, oh, it works. 100%. Have you got doubles on it? No. No. I, I, yeah, I have not. I guarantee you, you could, but it's either yeah. it, it's cool because it helps you. Like, what get, okay, what gets bit more, the, the drop shot or the net rig? I've had more success on the drop shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I'm it's, saying like but in that's that rig, a good idea. Like in that rig, the drop they eat the drop yeah. shot before the net rig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. At least then, right. from my experience, but yeah, you know. So go, going back to party. Um, so I caught that thirteen seven five. And I wasn't catching anything else in that little area. So, and I don't know why they were there. There was no structure. They were just there in like 30 feet of water. Yeah. And so I kind of drifted another hundred yards. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to these lakes out here sometimes. <laughs> uh, They're just out man. in the middle of nowhere, just suspended. And because it's Catch, California. <laughs> catching top water in like a hundred feet of water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don Pedro. Go oh my God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I kind of drifted uh, about 100 yards from that spot, 100 yards closer to the spot I wanted to get to and ran across more fish on the grass. So I was like, okay, well, let's see if these ones will bite. And I did the same exact thing, dropped the drop shot down on them, caught one, caught another one. And this one was a 16-incher. So I was like, nice. sweet, man. Like I, I've caught two fish pretty quick and I haven't even made it to the spot I want to get to. So I wasn't catching anything anything more there decided to make it to spot b what i'm calling it and i'll kind of try to like break down what the spot looked like um at least from the graph uh, there's these two island tops that were exposed and out of the water um and there was like this long skinny like ridge that went out but then it opened up into like this flat it was just like this silty flat that was probably about 30 to 40 feet wide and had kind of steep ends or steep drops on both sides 
and there's there's no structure on this flat it was just all silt like nothing but there was fish just everywhere on it so that's kind of like the area i don't know why they were there but i was that's where i was fishing yeah and uh so i'm throwing you know throwing the drop shot around i'm not getting bit I'm like okay like you know what do i do here so i'm throwing the ned rig around because i had got bit on that in practice a little bit so started throwing that around but i got really bored just yeah i don't like throwing it it's it, it works and if i have to throw it i will but i threw it about three times I'm like nah <laughs> this isn't it you know yeah uh so i was like okay well let's let's throw in the tube because i have a lot of confidence in the tube um especially on those like like Folsom uh bullard's bar that works out there um just like a lot of confidence in it and why not if you throw if you have confidence throw it yeah and uh so i i while so what i did was it, i decided to just toss my drop shot way out there and then pull all my other rod out and start tying on the tube because i think yeah you should always have a rod in the water yeah. especially during a tournament always have a rod in the water when you're like retying or like texting or on a phone on a phone call or something you know no doubt and so tie on the tube and uh put it back in, in my rod holder and go to go pick up the drop shot rod and my line just was like tight it just i'm like oh okay sweet so you know i set the hook and pull up a nice 17 what was it like a 17 and a quarter wow. and i'm like okay like that is that's good you know 1375 which is small but a 16 and a 17.25 like this that's a good start to the day you know yeah. if i catch a, like a few more of those 17s like should be sitting pretty good yeah and uh so i you know i was like okay well that's awesome i i didn't catch anything else on the drop shot for a little bit decided to throw out a spoon because i was seeing a lot of activity a lot of spaghetti hooked into one and it sucks that i didn't catch it because it was peel and drag really hard and it was just one of those like, oh, okay, this is a good fish. And uh, it popped off, unfortunately. Um, so I went back to the drop shot again, threw it out there, and it got hit. It was like a really fast bite. Set the hook, and immediately I'm like, oh, this is a trout. This has to be a trout, you know. And sure enough, pull it up, and it's like a nice, you know, 20-inch rainbow trout that they probably just stocked. Jeez. So I'm like, okay, that's yeah. cool. Maybe that's why the bass are here. Like, yeah. maybe they're just feeding on these on these trout that are swimming by. Yeah. And uh, so go back, throw the drop shot, nothing. Decided to pick up the tube finally. And I think uh, like two cast in with it. I'm So when I throw it out there, I throw it out and I just let it drag really slow. Like just so basically you're seeing your rod tip like thump when you're dragging it. You're hitting the bottom. And uh, yeah, I felt that first like initial like thump where I'm like, oh, okay, that's not bottom. That's, you know, that's a bass. And uh, set the hook on it, and it was a 16-inch, another 16. So I'm like, sweet, man. Like, we're looking good here. Um, so, yeah, I was like, okay, there's fish here. They're going to bite the, the bite, they're going to bite the tube. Throw it out there again, not too, not too much longer after. And <laughs> same thing. Think as I'm dragging <laughs> it and pull that one up. And it was a 18 and, yeah, 18 and three quarter. Dang. And it was a beautiful spot. I mean, this it was probably pushing four pounds. It was just a beautiful spot. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I was just like going nuts. I'm just like shaking. And I'm like, oh my God, I have four <laughs> fish right now. And I have a some I have a kicker already. 
Yeah. And uh, so, con- you know, continue to go out there or start throwing it more. I don't really think I got bit too many more times uh, after that fish for, for like a solid hour because uh, the wind kind of died down. It was a little yeah. breezy on the water. Um, so I decided to go back to one of the spots that I had started at in the morning and went back to that same area where I had marked those fish and they're still there. So I was like, okay, cool. And threw out the tube, basically threw it out in front and then dragged it back. And sure enough, boom, caught one, you know, and, uh, one was, I think my limit fish was a 15 and three quarter. So at this point, like my smallest fish is that 13 and three quarter. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've got a limit now. And it's only 10 o'clock. Like I've got some time to, to start calling up some fish. Uh, so that's what I did. I just started to get back to fishing. Um, I went back to, I think I was fishing another, yeah, I was fishing the, one of the other spots in the morning that I'd started at too, and, uh, pulled up another 16 inch fish. So like I called out my 15 and three quarter fish and like, yeah. I was like, okay, sweet. Like any, t- okay. I know, you know, the feeling. But anytime you can call a fish in a tournament, it's, it's oh, 100%. one of the greatest feelings. Oh my so God. It's one of the, let's, let's jump ahead to when you called with, with this one. So that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's the next fish actually. So I was kind of debating on if I should go shallow or, or stay deep at this point and went with my gut feeling, went back to that spot B and threw, threw the uh, tube out really long cast and felt the thump, set the hook and Dang. I'm like, Oh, that's a trout. Like another trout, dang it, you know, because the way <laughs> yeah. it was fighting. Yeah. And uh pulled it up and man, I seeing that gold in the water was just I'm like, oh my god, that's a mat, that's a giant. Yeah. And pulled it up and yeah, it was that 20 and a quarter inch, yeah, 20 and a quarter uh smallmouth. So after uh, after you after you caught that fish, did you kind of know like I think I won? It was hard to tell because I didn't have service, like didn't have great service out there. Yeah. And but like when you go over 90 inches and it's like everyone kind of knows it's a little bit tough like yeah 90 I, inches, I just did, you always feel pretty good no matter what i felt good yeah, unless I you're at clear like unless you're at clear like because then everyone has 90 <laughs> inches <laughs> that's that's true you have to get 100 inches out there to win oh man uh but yeah i felt really good about it um but i just you know i knew a lot of people hadn't submitted fish yet first place was 79 inches and i was sitting at like 89 at this point so i'm like okay like yeah i should be up there yeah and then uh caught a few more small ones out there decided to go shallow and i went back to the same spot where i caught that five pounder in practice yeah and i'm like okay let's see if anything's there through the swim jig a few times nothing uh and then i just decided again what I'm trying to like get, go with your gut on the water. It just helped. It helps out so much. I decided yep. before leaving, like, let's throw the drop shot up there. Let's, let's see what happens. Let's just make sure there's no fish there. Yeah. Threw the drop shot up there. I think second cast dragging it out and think felt another bite, set the hook. And it was an 18 and three quarter. Wow. Really small or really skinny emaciated fish, but it was an 18 and three quarter large mouth. And at that That's point awesome, I'm like, dude. okay, like, I think I got this, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was the last fish I caught for the day and, uh, or last key, you know, coal fish I caught for the day and, and went then back to fast the boat forward pretty good. And then fast forward to the awards and bam. Yeah. Yeah. First man. place. That was, uh, yeah. That I, was, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna look up tourney X, but yeah. So was this, have you, is this your first, first place or no? Probably not. 
Uh, yeah, my first like actual first place. Yeah, I, there yeah. was some controversy in okay. 2020 about one, but. <laughs> so, dude, that's that's incredible, uh, man. Because like last year for me, like I my my first time taking first place was was at the ABA tournament down at Otai, and like it's just it just feels so good to kind of get under your belt, huh? Just like I got one oh, under my so belt. It's... I don't have that hanging over my head anymore. And mm-hmm. huge weight off your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Huge weight off your shoulder. And a decent, uh, but yeah, it feels really good to do that day. too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. exactly. That's super cool, man. Well, that's that's interesting to hear how you dissected that lake and uh, throwing the tube on a silt bottom is oh, one yeah. of the things that Just that helps throwing, you. Throwing so, what kind right of there. what kind of tube is that? If you if you want to share it, so since you're showing it's funny it. that you. It's it's funny. Uh, this tube actually, I'm not really sure the brand. I think it might be a Dry Creek uh, out, Outfitters, but this tube uh-huh. was given to me by uh, Michael Bray, uh, okay. the beginning of 2021, and uh, I just had it in my tackle box because he's the one who kind of showed me how to tube fish on uh-huh. Folsom, and I just grabbed it out of my tackle box for the tournament and started throwing it and nice. started catching fish on it. So <laughs> I got to kind of give a shout out to him. And it's on a how I have it rigged is like a there's a quarter ounce uh, ball head jig in there. I use like uh-huh. the Hawkeye's lure one. Okay. Uh, has a really sharp hook. But yeah, just kind of drag that on the bottom. And uh, yeah, it works. So you just drag <laughs> it, no popping, just dragging? You know, every once in a while, I'll pop just it. Just kind of mix it up. See if I yeah. can get their attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if it gets nice, hung up, I try to wiggle it a little bit. And try to, if I can pop it up, then I'll let it sit. Yeah. Just because it might there might be a fish just like looking at it, like wiggling. Yeah. And as soon as it you know pops up. But yeah. Uh, it works. Well, man, dude, congratulations, dude. I, I, I mean, Scott Savko, I've always seen on the leaderboard. Like, you're, you're always like, I feel like you're right there in contention quite a bit for sure. So I'm sure, like you said, it just feels good to get that win underneath your belt. But, um, I mean, the more times you put yourself in contention, it's bound to happen, and if, and it's awesome that it did for you out there at Party. So, what's uh, what's next for you, Scott? What do you got going on this year? Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of tournaments going on this year, but uh, the next one's uh, the Yakabass event up at Oroville. So I'll probably okay. go out there this weekend and pre-fish for it. But uh, after that, we have the ABA event on the Delta uh, the following weekend. Um, yeah, and then those that uh, Native event is the next is the one. I think it's the next yeah. weekend. So yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be. This I know. Is I was be an I was borderline. Spring. I was borderline. Maybe not gonna go to the the ABA Delta tournament just because I'm going to Tennessee the next weekend. Yeah. But the more and more I thought about it, I have to go. Like the Delta, the Delta during that time, I just, I have to go. Yeah. So I got to go experience yeah, it. I'm not, I'm not excited about the Delta just cause I don't, I've never had a good tournament there, but yeah. I think it's going to change this year. So yeah, I'm just, you know, try to stay optimistic about that. <laughs> I feel like, well, this is only going to be my second time ever on the Delta and I've never been in March, oh, wow. but, but when I hear that there's a chatterbait bite and maybe a punch bite, all I need to all I need to hear is that there's a chatterbait bite and my confidence just goes through the roof because that's like something that I, I throw that. I throw with a lot of confidence. So I, I literally won't take it out of my hand the entire day. <laughs> so I, I, as I soon need as to, I hear that I need to experience that kind of bite with a chatterbait because I don't yeah. have confidence in it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's uh yeah. You gotta just throw it, man. You gotta just like dedicate yeah. to it and you just gotta throw it. Obviously the right lakes and stuff, because not it's not everywhere, but when it is, it's just, it's so fun, dude. You can't take it out of your hand. It'll that's happen. the thing. It, you can't take it yeah, out of your it, hand. It'll happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't throw it at the Delta because it's not going to work there. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't try to punch or don't throw any swim jigs either because they don't work. 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome, dude. Well, hey, I'm looking forward. I'm going to be at the Delta, so hopefully we'll we'll come across each other. Uh, we'll see. We'll see because it's a it's a big lake. We're going to be at Contra Costa, but I think we've got like eight ramps that are open. So yeah. I have yeah. no idea where I'm going to go either. So <laughs> I think I'll be in Discovery Bay. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So that's where people people did well there last year. So yeah, I think it's I'm gonna go to Discovery Bay. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, dude, uh, it was a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Thanks for coming on and sharing your experience out there. And congratulations again. Is there anyone that you want to thank, or anyone that you uh... actually before you go, Scott? One second. Let's do a, a realistic goal for yourself for the year, and then let's do a like an unrealistic like dream goal. Okay, so what's your like realistic uh, goal this year? You kind well, of already, that one probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that was yeah. winning a tournament was was my goal this year. Like winning one tournament was my goal, and I've actually been kind of thinking about that uh, as of late. Um, I just want to consistently fish well as a as a realistic goal. Like I just want to consistently fish well. I fished pretty sloppy last year. And you know, it cost me some money in multiple tournaments. So I just want to be consistent. That's that's my realistic goal. Nice. My unrealistic goal is uh, I want to win every tournament. But <laughs> yeah. I, I want to, yeah. I just want I want to win the big tournaments. I, I want to you know win those big payout tournaments like the you know West Coast Championship or you know the, the even these you know CA Bass Nation or a TOC um, or you know actually Angler of the Year would be. <laughs> kind of the unrealistic but i think it's realistic i think it can happen you see me okay uh look a little frozen right now i can hear you yeah yeah you're sometimes frozen, my wi-fi I did you. you can hear me i'm frozen yeah i can hear you you're... oh there you are oh oh she... okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay no but w- one thing that i have for you too before you bounce are you do you have any aspirations to like if you qualify to go to Knoxville next year, you know, for the Bass Nation Championship, are you going to try to go or, or like, what is oh, your, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. Uh, yeah. I, I really want to pitch that event. Seeing like Greg Blanchard, Mike Ensign and Trent Hoover out there from California, they put on a show out there uh, yeah, out in South did. Carolina, like last week. Yeah. So kind of yeah. lit a fire underneath me to get out there. Yeah. You, you just reminded me, dude, congratulations to Greg Blanchard for making the top 10. And you got to walk on the stage. Trenton and Mike, you guys did phenomenal catching limits, being in contention. I think top 30 for both of them. You guys all just showed out. So huge shout out to you guys. And I think I'm going to try to have you guys on, or I'm going to try to have them on here in the next few weeks just to talk about it. I know that they're going live, I think, tomorrow night on California Bass Nation. So yeah. it's going to be cool to just, yeah, it's going to be cool to hear their trip. But uh, man, Scott, thanks for coming on. Is there anyone that you want to thank? Any sponsors? Anyone that supports you? You want to? Uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. So uh, Death Rattle Taxidermy, uh, they're a taxidermy shop up here in a uh, taxidermy shop up here in uh, Northern California. Do a great job. I deer hunt, and they did one of my mounts from last year from the buck I shot. Um, so they're helping me out with these tournaments with some of the some of the fees. Um, Louisiana nice. Custom Kayak, 
um they uh have been helping me out with uh, my boat just helping me with customized things i just put a marine mat on my boat and it just looks awesome i'm gonna pat myself on the back it looks pretty sweet nice. um and then uh hawkeye's lures you know they're the ones who are providing me with you know these jig heads jigs anything custom uh you can ask for and they'll they'll hook you up and then uh yeah wood tungsten just with the little drop shot weights man like these little teardrop weights on these reservoirs little invisible shots i mean they're yeah. money so yeah that's who i got nice bro well congratulations looking forward to seeing you out there on the water and uh thanks for coming on man yeah shane it's 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 been a pleasure man i, I really appreciate you reaching out it's it's yeah a blast so it's cool talking yeah, to you. heck yeah man i'll see you soon all right keep your thumbs right, bro. Right on. later man thanks right. later all right, guys. Well, that does it for tonight's episode. Uh, again, if you guys are looking for that native watercraft tournament, make sure you guys go hit up Marvin with Mobbin Outdoors. He will direct you in the right, he will point you in the right direction. I'll leave links to everything um, in the description. Uh, again, shout out to Scott Savko for taking the win this week at Party. Got a lot of exciting things coming up in California. Thank you guys for listening. We're just over an hour. Sorry, I went a little late, but we had a couple incredible guests on tonight. So. Anyways, guys, as always, keep your thumbs ripped, and I'll see you guys on the next one.